0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado, The Silverado is all about grit, it's strong, and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for everyone that has tuned in to 52 Weeks of Hustle so far. I've had a lot of fun sitting down with industry leaders. In addition, I've written a book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. It's a playbook to being elite in the sports business industry. Whether you're looking to get in this business or you already are and you're looking to continue to grow your career, I believe this book can be beneficial for you. The paperback and ebook versions are now available. Check out 52weeksofhustle.com. Thank you in advance and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle presented by Event Dynamic. Event Dynamic specializes in maximizing revenue and increasing attendance. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host to this podcast. I've been fortunate to spend my entire career in the sports sales industry, and I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to not only those individuals that want to get in this business, but for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, Hustle has always been important, hence the name. Each week, I'm going to have the opportunity to sit down with industry professionals to talk about their career path, what it takes to be successful, and ultimately a few key takeaways for you to apply to your everyday. Without further ado, our guest this week, you hear a lot about trendsetters innovators, someone that is willing to take chances, and most importantly, women that are paving their way into C-level executive roles in pro sports leagues. One that stands out to me and I'm excited to have as our next guest is the president of the Drone Racing League, Rachel Jacobson. Rachel, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Travis. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Very excited to have you. I really appreciate your time. And Rachel, you've had such an amazing career, and I'm really looking forward to dive into it. But before we go to that, let's start off with your new current role that you've just held since April, so a few few months here, the Drone Racing League, which is the sport of the future, bringing tens of millions of fans around the world. We talk a lot about elevator pitches in this business. Rachel, what's your elevator pitch for the Drone Racing League?
1: Okay, so here we go. The Drone Racing League is the world's premier professional drone racing property that's on the forefront of tech innovation, gaming, and the next generation of sports competition. It brings together the most exhilarating high-speed drone racing through live and virtual events in legendary locations around the world. Millions of fans watch it on NBC twitter streams and other premier sports networks around the globe and as a mom i love how inclusive drone racing is it brings people of all backgrounds together to compete at the highest level And the fact that the sport is literally built on science and technology, authentically offering opportunities for STEM education. How about that for a working mom who's homeschooling two kids right now? (laughs)
0: That that is awesome. And, you know, Rachel, it kind of had some advice for our listeners without even asking, you know, if listeners, if you're asked to do an elevator pitch, come prepared, come ready. And I certainly appreciate the passion. So, Rachel, when you and I caught up previously, and then I've done some research prior to today, I've been amazed by some of the facts and stats for the Drone Racing League, which you hit on a few of those there in the elevator pitch. But the custom built drones go 90 miles an hour, the 3D courses are insane. They have raced in front of fans all across, the ro- all across the world, including here in my hometown of Miami, Florida, at Hard Rock Stadium. So, you talk about sports and technology and innovation and entertainment. This seems like a perfect fit for someone like you. Why did you decide to join the league?
1: So, you are 100% on target there with that intro. Um, this is the perfect storm for me. I have been so amazed by DRL's technology, this culture of innovation and nonstop hustle. Um, a little play on to uh, 52 weeks of hustle here. I appreciate Travis? That. I appreciate it.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Um and we're just constantly evolving the playing field in this new ever era of sports where literally there's no difference between the virtual and the real and for me, after working twenty one years at the NBA, that's where Travis and I met everyone yep um I spent two and a half years post that twenty one years doing a uh, doing my time at Landit, which is an HR tech company that's all about accelerating women and diverse groups in the workforce. But as you can imagine, growing up in sports, I started to miss the industry, and I had the good fortune, one of my mentors, the late commissioner, David Stern, um, we caught up kind of a couple months before I took this job, did one of those career check-ins, and ultimately I knew I I did want to get back to sports at one point, and this kind of came to me uh, after the new year. Michelle, James, and Roycey an all-women-led, more than a recruiting firm, uh, they uh, reached out to me, and I went to meet with them and literally sat across the table, and they said, you're going to be the next president of the Drone Racing League, mm-hmm. and I said,
0: <laughs> right.
1: And I kind of caught my breath, um, and was able to go meet with Nick Horbachevsky, the CEO and founder. And this is just a brilliant individual that created this sport. We own the ecosystem. And as I sat across the table then from him, everything he wanted for his vision to be a reality I knew I could bring to the table and help them scale and accelerate, um, you know, really on the pace of our drones.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And, and, you know, Rachel, you mentioned, uh, you know, not only mentors, which we'll certainly dive into, but also continuing to change over the last few years, the sports landscape continues to change. And with your current role now, what is advice for anyone listening? Like how do you continue to adapt to stay ahead of that curve,
1: yeah, such a great question, Travis. Um, I'm in I'm in an area right now that like I said, tech, science, innovation is so core to our DNA, but innovation requires foresight, creativity, and fearlessness, like real fearlessness. And at DRL, we like to be thinking five years out, but acting on those visions now. So it's really that like, you know, wiring around where you wanna be years from now, but being able to literally hustle and execute overnight with incredible results Um, in terms of the execution needs to be as high bar as it comes and constantly challenging ourselves because we know what we're up against. But we also know that the sports landscape has changed Um, as we sit here today from our homes. You know, we are looking at, you know, the largest reshuffling of sports probably like in our entire, you know, years of being in sports. Um, I don't know what they'll ever look like, you know, again, when we come back to normal. What if
0: that new normal is? Yep. I,
1: I don't know what the new normal is, right? But, you know, we're going to be embarking on our largest marketing campaign in DRL's history. And it's all on that foundation of um, competition changes over time, battlegrounds evolve, and And really, we are the new era of sport. I see it through the eyes of my 10-year-old twins that grow up, you know, just like in front of screens in a positive way. It's how they're, you know, learning so many aspects as part of their education. It's how they're consuming sports. You know, I'd love to sit through hours of, you know, sports games. It doesn't work that way. They wake up the next morning and they look at the feed of who did what in what games, what teams won and lost, and then they're good.
0: Yep, moving on. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned their fearlessness. Like, you know, that's something to be successful, and no matter what industry you're in, you've got to have a fear and willing to go out of your comfort zone. And so as we continue to dive into the Drone Racing League, Rachel, how big is the staff there? And, you know, you kind of mentioned COVID time, but what is your what is your day-to-day look like?
1: Yeah, so we're just shy of 90 people um, all around the world. So I have, you know, three people in China that I wake up every day thinking about not just – that geography, but all around the globe, people that love our sport and want us to bring live events there. And then we have our U.S. operations. So we're here in New York City. We have um, also our media operations in California. And I just hired my head of sales that I'm letting work out of Miami. (laughs) So uh, someone that I'd worked with at the NBA. So, when you look at those, you know, let's call it 90 people, half of the building is made up of engineers. So, I have people, I, uh, a couple weeks ago, actually made my way to New York for the first time to go to our DRL office, and we literally have rooms in the middle of the Flatiron District of New York where there are intricate pieces that we have engineers building piece by piece our racer for drones. So these are proprietary drones yeah. that only our champion DRL pilots get to race. They're not sold anywhere, but I am working on a consumer product. I
0: was going to so say there's the products coming down the pipeline.
1: Stay tuned as my kids say, Mommy, I want to be flying a drone out here, yeah. like some of our favorite pilots. But, um, you know, half the building is, is engineers, and then the other half is, let's call it the commercial, the events, and operations, just like any global sports property runs.
0: Makes sense. So, and so you, you guys just unveiled your 2020 DRL Lions World Championship season. So, you know, you kind of probably hit a little bit of this in your elevator pitch, but what can fans expect this season?
1: So as I mentioned, um, we're just like breaking all the rules this year. So pre-COVID, post-COVID, mid-COVID, you know, we're using this as an opportunity when we think about how our sport has evolved as the new playing field. So we're launching our biggest marketing campaign, and we're talking about this new era of sports, which is DRL. So we have a new competition format, brand new pilots, new ways for fans to get involved. And essentially, we're staking our claim of owning the new reality in sports. So straddling both the real world, the in-person, as well as the virtual. And we're going to test the skills of these digital athletes in this new era of sport. So this season just... You know, getting down to the brass tacks here, we'll have a dozen of our elite pilots racing through 14 events, premiering on Wednesday, October 21st on our friends at NBC Sports Network.
0: Coming right Facebook,
1: up. Yep, Facebook Watch and Twitter. And racing will take place in our DRL game. So, which is an immersive world of drone racing. And we're launching on Xbox September 23rd, so everyone around the world that's wanted to learn how to fly a drone, we are literally telling you to stay home and fly right now because you could be part of the millions of people that we are going to have in the sky uh flying drones.
0: Yeah. I feel like- Travis, you know-
1: uh, Travis, I'm going to make sure there's some downloads happening in your house. And how many listeners did you say you had? So I'm going to watch for that spike was gonna after say, you I going to you want to see that
0: spike. That's what I was going to say. You know, it's in the, the video game world, the virtual world, I know the last time we talked you said there's some exciting news about the upcoming game. And now, yeah, for all those gamers out there, the Xbox version, uh, that's how you're going to learn to fly. So that's a, that's a really cool thing. And, you know, I feel like somewhat it solidifies that league as well.
1: Absolutely. We just, as I talked about being inclusive, we've been on Steam, which is an incredible platform, but it, you know, being on console opens up just a whole new world of gamers and that aspirational, um, you know, arm that we have when you think about growing up and you never had these opportunities to build and fly drones and now you do.
0: Yep. No, absolutely. Well, so Rachel, one last question before we dive into the other parts of your career path. I always hear a lot from really successful people that they took risks or chances and continued to find ways to be elite. As you look at your career path, you have taken risks and chances, and we'll get dive into some of the other parts of your career. But going to the Drone Racing League is, I assume, one of them. And I'm sure you've had people say – well, Rachel, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, this, that, or the other. What advice would you give the listeners and just be willing to take that chance?
1: Yeah, and that's a great layup, Travis. Um, I always encourage people to step out into traffic, like be bold and take the chance. You spend time regretting more of what you didn't do than what you did do. So I always encourage people that I mentor or give advice to. Um, you'll start, you know, an, another thing that I talk about is how much more you can learn by saying yes and trying it than sitting on the sidelines yep. and I think lastly if it doesn't work out it's okay lots of things don't work out but the world keeps spinning and sometimes like the plan b's really turn out to be the plan a's yep. if you would have asked me Travis a couple years ago when we were working at the NBA if I would have been at landed and then ultimately back in sports doing this there's just Absolutely, like, no scripting for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was up for it, yeah. and, you know, as my husband and my family knows who's always, you know, my biggest champions and cheering me on, like, you wouldn't expect anything less from me, and yeah. I want to continue to break and shatter, you know, whatever aspects of industries I feel have unrepresented talent, and how do I like bring them up and along with me every step of the way?
0: And that really goes back to the fearlessness you talked about earlier. You know, we we talked to a lot of people, and a lot of people you've come across in this business as well. It's like, wow. Well, I'm not a huge fan of this sport or this. Like, that doesn't matter. If you're a fan of the business, perfecting your craft and being elite, you've got to be willing to take those risks and chances. You never know where you may end up. You know, so. You counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. Again, we are here on 52 weeks of hustle. The guest today, Rachel Jacobson, president of the Drone Racing League. So, Rachel, you know, back kind of to where it started. You grow up, you head to Cornell to study hotel and business management. What were some of your early jobs or experiences that that led you down that path?
1: Yeah. So again, how does someone who goes to a very specialized Hotel and business management school end up in sports, right? Well, my dad went to Cornell, so, you know, nothing like his daughter following (laughs) in his footsteps as alma mater. But he was a government major, so he didn't have as much fun as I did at the hotel school. Um, But early on for me, I had summer internships working at Monmouth Park Racetrack. So I had grown up around horse racing. If you know a little bit about me, you see that that's been part of my whole sports history. Um, My grandparents have been involved. My family is very involved. And I just said, you know, I want to see what it's all about. So I was fortunate to get this job at Monmouth Park really after my freshman year at Cornell. And the interesting thing about the racetrack is – the weekends are their biggest moments in time. Yep. So it was one of those things when I fast forward, I had such a great first summer at momet I just ran the office. I worked in publicity. I kept raising my hand. I started doing marketing. Next thing I know, you know, I had like amassed all of this. I was doing video operations at the time, special events. Um, so I came back. And each summer, I just felt like, you know, I should probably diversify my internships uh, going from junior year, to sophomore to junior to senior year. But I, I went back to Monmouth each year, and I just got incredible experience. Um, and I knew I wanted to do something in sports and entertainment. But getting back to kind of like the work ethic piece of the – racetrack being open on weekends like no one could believe I think it was such a selling point when I interviewed at the NBA and I talked about this internship and I said I've worked at Mama's Park for four summers and I have not missed a day which means every Saturday and Sunday for a college student from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. at night I was working. So if you don't think I have the work ethic or the chops to do this job, you haven't seen me before, you know? And that was really one of my selling points is just, listen, what I don't know, like I will outwork you and I will learn on, you know, the fly and just give you everything that I've got. And I use those internships, you know, to obviously then catapult my career and, and get into the MBA.
0: No, that's awesome. You, you talk about it, you know, for those college listeners, some great advice there. One, be willing to to get multiple internships. And more importantly, when you get an internship like you did, really get as much experience with multiple different areas and verticals of the business so you truly know what you want to do when you're successful. And, and finally, you know, work ethic, right? It's easy for college people to say, well, it's a Saturday and Sunday. I'd love to just party with my friends and hang out because the real, the real world will come. No, like you got to be willing to spend that time and effort when you're in school. So, no, that's that's exciting. And you know, you we've talked about this. I first met you when you were at the NBA league office. Several of the guests of 52 Weeks of Hustle have come from more of the teambo side of things. You were in global partnerships, and you mentioned there you started your career in the NBA NBA as a trainee. And then 11 promotions later and 21 years at the league office, you grew to the senior vice president of business development. So, Rachel, tell us, like, how did you have so much success and continue to work your way up in such a great organization?
1: Yeah, there's probably a medal somewhere, (laughs) right? For those 21 years, um, you know, or David would affectionately say, you know, the, the line of people waiting to take this job Um, for, you know, the opportunities afforded. But, you know, I just constantly was, like, so voracious about learning the business and reading up on sports and trends, and I just kept reinventing myself. So I would get, you know, a little bit comfortable in one department. I kind of figured it all out and raised my hand to do something else. And that's really where it kept fresh and my learning and really like this evolution over time. When you look at how progressive the NBA is, they're always stepping into traffic, you know, and and that's been my advice of, you know, calculated traffic, but – You have to reinvent yourself. And I always felt that way. Like throughout my career, I never let myself get too comfortable. And when I got too comfortable, like I wasn't learning. I wasn't as stimulated. And I really held myself to that higher standard of. You get one shot at this and you know, I wanna take every opportunity that's out there, whether it was at the NBA, land it, or now at the drone racing league, and you know, build for the future. Yep. And you know, whether it was working on the most complex partnership agreements. You know, in our global partnerships world, there are a couple that almost did me in, but ultimately we, we made it through to the other side. And now just sitting on, you know, really a different perch when I oversee marketing and sponsorships and partnerships, like all of these passions and areas that I've grown up being part of, I'm now able to lead there knowing what's expected and where we need to set ourselves up for incredible success and also the people, you know, it's it's no secret with some of the recent announcements that I've hired people that I trained who worked for me that now I know have gone on to do incredible things that we can now reconnect um, and, you know, jump right back in how we were finishing each other's sentences the first time.
0: Yep. No, absolutely. And, you know, so at the league office, you closed nearly $1 billion in partnership sales. We're a sports business journal, 40 under 40 winner. You really helped the NBA as a whole grow into a massive empire, you know, under some of your direction and leadership, a lot of new sponsorship, you know, opportunities. And so, You've come across many high-level executives in both the sports business but also other entities, which we'll talk about. What characteristics were some of those most successful that they were always bringing to the table?
1: So self-awareness definitely is a big one. You know, it's always people that say how self-aware they are that really aren't. That's like the dirty little secret. Um, but really being self-aware Having compassion and empathy for others and really this like uncompromised ambition to win and do the right thing has really been like my guiding principles when I think about that success and When people talk about their interactions, you know, with me or the companies that I work, it better be a good experience. And they know that even though we may be on opposite sides of the table, ultimately, you know, I have skin in the game and I want to act like a shareholder of their business. And that's what I always loved about the MBA is the companies I would work with always felt like I was their brand ambassador or a shareholder. And for me, you know, that was the litmus test of being successful at my job. If they felt that way and everybody was happy and successful at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And we talk about, you know, some of those characteristics, you probably have learned some of those through your mentors. And we've talked about the importance of mentors in this business and certainly on 52 Weeks of Hustle. One of your key mentors in your professional career, which you've talked about, was the late, great Commissioner David Cern. Why was he such a great mentor of yours? And why was it important to continue to learn from him and other great mentors that are out there? So, you know,
1: David is, Absolutely one in a million, Travis, as you know. And I feel so incredibly fortunate to have worked for him. Um, and literally, you know, up until this past year when he left us, um, I've known him 25 years of my life, and that's more than half my life. Yep. So when I think about people that have made this unbelievable impact on Almost like a second, you know, father to me, and telling my parents over the years how proud he was. Um, he was not just a visionary leader; he had such a heart of gold, who just taught me so much about how to lead a global sports property with character, transparency, and teamwork. And. With all those key learnings over the years, you know, it's absolutely, you know, ringing in my mind um, when I'm making key decisions now for the Drone Racing League. What would David have said here? You know, would he have done it this way? And I think so much that has guided me, you know, in the past several years since I left the NBA has been not only his mentorship that I had, but also his friendship. Um, I still remember telling him when I was pregnant with my twins and, you know, he was almost a proud grandfather, I would say, because not only had he seen me grown up as a working woman in an underrepresented group um, when you think about sports, but also now I would be a working mom and have another opportunity to really set an example and shine a spotlight because he knew I could do it, you know, and and we worked on kind of like what a post maternity plan would look like. And I remember him and I kind of scheming up saying like, if I can't come back and show that other working women can do that, like what is that going to say to the industry? And he just, incredibly supportive kind of soup to nuts on everything going on in my life.
0: No, absolutely. And so, you after crushing at the NBA league office, you took another risk and joined LandIt, which you mentioned, which is a one-size-fit-all career landing path to help women reach success in the workplace. And you know what I thought was very interesting about that move is you went to work with the co-founder and CEO Lisa Tatum, who is the wife of the NBA's deputy commissioner Mark Tatum, who I know you're very close with as well. So, somewhat keeping in the NBA family, why did that move make sense for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think they had some kind of pact going on when <laughs> I told uh Mark and Adam that, you know, it had been a great 21 years, but, like, really I wanted to do this for myself. Um, when I talked about stepping out into traffic, it was really about doing something entrepreneurial where I'm going to jump off a cliff. But one of the key criteria that when I left the MBA as a free agent and I gave myself the opportunity and really the latitude to have discussions with early stage companies, I saw very quickly that – the company's brand and mission needed to be authentic to me. So I knew, you know, sales is my fast pitch. So I can do that and I can train and I can lead, but it, it's it got to be meaningful for me. So when um, Lisa, Mark's wife, reached out to me and said, you know, I've built this incredible company, we're at this stage and point in time, Um, I know you're going to love this. I mean, she had me at hello. I had co-chaired the MBA's Women's Network. I've always been a fierce advocate for underrepresented groups in the workforce. And now here was a company that was literally democratizing career success and allowing every, you know, all aspects of corporate America to say we can personalize human development. And we can really put the human back in HR, but because they were a technology company, they could scale. So we would go into companies and literally launch thousands of people on Landed, And it was like having your own career concierge. So, you know, I loved it, but part of that success at Landit was really being passionate about the business and it being authentic to me and my entire upbringing.
0: No, absolutely. You certainly help women pave the way in this industry. And so to you, Rachel, why is it so important to you to always give back and, and ultimately help the next best superstars?
1: So investing in people and giving back, you know, philanthropically, delivering on these diversity and inclusion, you know, not just initiatives, Have always had, you know, a bigger impact than any partnership for me. And we're in the sports and entertainment industry together, so we all need to focus on advancing it forward to be a more rewarding and inclusive space. And I've seen just incredible movements done by sports leaders. Um, you know, Scott O'Neill that we both know really well. Yeah. Um, always a shout out to him. Mike Levine at CAA. Like, these are very senior male executives that have made it their mission to really build teams that are gender and ethnically diverse and they're winning at innovation because they've looked around the table and they understand that having this diversity is going to drive real positive results across the board. And even like to take it one step further, when I was at landed and looking at different data points all day, I saw firsthand that increasing, you know, women's participation in the U.S. workforce, even by 5%, can have, you know, a $1 trillion impact on the economy. So you start seeing, like, just unbelievable transformative numbers like that. How could you not be, um, you know, part of that movement for making this world just a more inclusive and, and better place?
0: Absolutely, and appreciate you being on the forefront of that, and you know kind of going back to to real time now you're just a few months into the drone racing league, you're leading the marketing and business development teams as well as spearheading global partnerships and media rights deals. So what is that five year plan for the d r l
1: So we're just getting started, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with, you know, really a backbone of the world's best engineers, content creators, event producers, we're going to continue to evolve and level this playing field for sports. So we're going to test these digital athletes everywhere. We're going to scale and really bring fans closer than ever before i would use some terminology that i had from <laughs> the nba where i want everyone to have a courtside seat on drone racing even if you're not in a building with your hair flying back and drones racing yep. kind of 0 to 90 in a second i want you you know to see that and you know lastly on that point in addition to scaling the business We have incredible STEM programs that we've launched as part of DRL Academy, so you're going to see us doing much more in the education space as well because that's so core to our DNA, and we know that we can absolutely inspire the next generation of engineers, scientists, mathematicians, and kind of all of those areas.
0: No, absolutely, and, and certainly, you know, great insight on the DRL. So for anyone who wants to get involved in drone racing, what's the best way?
1: So, sorry about that. So that's my 10-year-old daughter, Lily, <laughs> our next hey, aspiring Lily. drone racer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you can try our Xbox. So you can download our game, learn how to fly a drone. Obviously, tune in on NBC October 21st on NBC Sports Network. We're going to be streaming on Twitter. And you can always go to our DRL handles um, across Insta and Facebook and LinkedIn and any of those other social platforms.
0: Rachel, this has been great. Ton of great advice. Fun to hear about the newest league, certainly coming in the sports landscape. And so, to close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So, you ready for this? I'm ready. Perfect. So, if you could be a, a superhero, what would be your superpower be, and why?
1: Definitely being able to read minds. Who doesn't want to know what the other person's thinking?
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. That'd be a great superpower. Have your own late night talk show. Who do you invite as your first guest?
1: Obviously, our 2019 DRL Allianz World Champion, Vanover. Mm. So my daughter loves him. She's such a big Vanny fan, and he's the best drone pilot in the world right now. And he'll be competing this season to hold on to his champion title.
0: That's I think I heard your daughter laughing and smile there in the background. So I think she, so she would too. be excited for that late night talk show.
1: <laughs> and, and Rachel, to, her bedtime,
0: <laughs> Rachel, to close it out, what are your three key takeaways you would give every listener to be in your shoes one day?
1: Seek criticism and ask for feedback regularly. I think people go just too long waiting for some of this feedback, and it's so critical to make sure that you are in sync. Um, with your manager, with your team. So I always tell people to seek out not as much praise because that if you have a good manager, that's usually coming, yep. but seek out that criticism and feedback would definitely be number one.
0: The only way you uh, can get better.
1: Absolutely. So number two, I would say is read as much as you can being a voracious reader has definitely paid off for me being ahead of the curve on trends and information and invest in relationships. So it's one of the most valuable assets anyone can bring to any leadership position is those relationships. And I think Travis, as you know, I was out of sports for two and a half years and it's as if I never left. And it's because of, how much time I had spent on really building these significant partnerships and relationships across all of sports and entertainment. And I'm so thrilled that that brought us back together. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Rachel, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. What is one book that you, you've you read, whether it be recent or a long time ago, that you'd recommend every one of the, the listeners here on 52 Weeks Hustle to read?
1: Oh, my God. <sighs> There's so many. I say that every time
0: every time I'm asked, I say the same thing. There's so many. Um, well, now I'm
1: into podcasts, too. I feel like, you know, I start my day reading less books and reading more um, intel about the business. I don't know if you follow Sponsor United. I'll give them a little bit of plug right okay. now. Um, they're putting out incredible data and resources about what is going on in the sponsorship landscape so it's not a book right now but when you talk about staying on trend i definitely look forward to what they are putting out about industries and companies that keeps me as sharp as you yeah. can be relative to uh, the deal making world
0: well, I think two things on that one sponsor United, you should become a, a sponsor of the drone racing league. Uh, and two, and more importantly, I think, you know, it's, it's great, great advice there, right? It's reading and you're not telling people to go out and read a 400 page book, just continue to read and think about thought provoking ideas that come from that and find ways to put that into your day to better yourself.
1: Absolutely. Like I said, it like, Being voracious about reading and information can take on so many shapes and forms now. And I feel like even podcasts, as we're doing right now, I listen and I get so much information from executives and industry, you know, in terms of, you know, just keeping me on the top of my game for sure.
0: No, absolutely. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. You've had a great career. It's a pleasure again talking to you. And I certainly appreciate all your, all your insight on the Drone Racing League. Hopefully, all the listeners go in and tune in uh, and certainly appreciate your time and expertise.
1: Thank you so much, Travis. Loved being with you today.
0: Thank you so much. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle presented by Event Dynamic. Be sure to follow the podcast and watch on YouTube. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, so follow us at 52 Weeks of Hustle. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert.